When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of The Meta Show for a number of reasons. First of all, one. This is episode 20 of our fourth season since I uh, took over. So welcome Jesus. to Meta Show 420. We're just going to kick it back and chill today. Now, you all are familiar with the fireside edition of the Meta Show. That's where we take the ties off and we sit by the fire and we sip a nice adult beverage and we talk about EVE Online. Well, you know what? It is too fucking hot to be sitting by a goddamn fire. So we're not going to do that. Except for Victor. He's in. It's wintertime where he is, so it's okay. So we switched it up. We are no longer doing firesides in the summer, especially when it's 100 degrees outside. We are now doing poolside editions of the Meta Show. This gives Mark even greater excuse for not wearing a shirt. Yes. Hi, guys. Yeah, man, it's so hot. It's so hot here right now. I'm fucking dying. I don't, I don't know about these other two, but it's it's very hot. It's hot as balls here. It's just absolutely insane. I know. Boys, how you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I should introduce them. Uh, so these are you should these introduce are, them since this is this is going to be a wormhole show, and Mark is going to be in charge most of the time, except for when I'm taking a dump on CCP for their crappy uh, dev blog they put out. But Mark is going to go and be the lead on this show. So you oh, go ahead, God. introduce our guest for us, because I'd love to hear. Uh, I got guys. the vapors. Yeah, no. So these are my boys. These are a couple of my boys. Uh, this is Victor Volman uh, of Singularity Syndicate, and his boss uh, Cyrus Karouche. Also a Singularity Syndicate, uh, Vic is a longtime uh, FC uh, in Wormhole Space. He was with Hard Knocks for a long time, and I'm sure other groups. I don't know what other groups you were with, Vic. So yeah, mainly uh, Shekel Squad before. That's right. You were with Shekel, uh, and then also uh, you know Cyrus is the uh, C6 landlord uh, parent, as it were. Uh, he is the CEO, longstanding CEO of Singularity Syndicate, who's one of the uh, two preeminent powers in wormhole space right now. Cyrus, I know you've done other things too, but that's that's like the thing anybody gives a shit about. So I actually have not. Cindy oh, was okay. my first and only wormhole corp. Before <laughs> Cindy, I did anoms in high sec. Hell yeah. I got tired of that. Literally went into the recruitment thingy in in game cindy was the first corp to come up joined it and uh now i'm here seven years later jesus seven years so to put this in perspective you guys are number one right there is no wormhole group bigger than singularity syndicate right now if i understand uh i mean if you go by pure characters i don't think we're number one but i believe we have the most heartbeats of any corp in wormholes but so know. you have, I think I saw when I was looking at Dotland, you guys had something like 450 characters in the corp, which since this is a wormhole corp, that's like seven real people, right? Yeah, it's like 
seven, maybe eight on a good day. Yeah, and then, that's what I thought. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> if you ask Laserhawks, it's literally two people, just the CEO and Artanis. That's true. There you go. The, uh, the, uh, I think when we were looking at this the other day, they may be, I, I don't know if anybody's more active right now. Uh, because groups, it, it just, it's so wild because like, we we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Groups can ping up to like crazy numbers if they need to, but on average, and on, on a day to day basis, I don't think anybody's more active than Singularity Syndicate right now, and we're most space. Yeah. How many actual same. bodies do you guys think you have, Cyrus? Do you want the exact number? <laughs> if you've got, okay, it. I can get. I have the exact number. It's at one thirty six. See, that's great. Jesus. That's huge. That's that's huge for you guys. That's way more than Mark's got. Fuck off. Mark, do you feel intimidated right Shut now? Shut the fuck up. No, leave, leave me alone. Here. This is not this is not what this is about. I'm just okay? saying. We're know, talking about saying. the no listen. We're talking about the 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 very important wormhole spaceship fighting. We're not talking about my inadequacies. So shut the fuck okay, up. Okay, all right, all right, got it. All right. Well, look, Jeez. before we get to the wormhole meta, because I'm really interested in hearing this because you know, we talk a lot on the CSM about different ships and stuff, and we but we actually had a good meeting on Thursday. We're talking about ship balance and a lot of different things. And I think from the average NullSec perspective, we don't know much about what you guys do. Our philosophy is typically if it's wormholes, you guys are flying paladins or nighthawks, and that's all we know about. And maybe some Leshaks once in a while, but that's it. So I'm interested to hear more of what you guys actually do on a daily basis. And I know Mark wants to talk about that stuff. But before we get there, let's do our little, we had one little bit of CCP news. We're going to pierce the corporate veil for a little while and talk about the developer blog that came out a couple days ago. Now, this was the dev blog that came out. I guess it was actually yesterday. Yeah. It was CCP Rattati wrote this. And I'll scroll through it. It's long. Yeah. It's really long. And you always think, well, wow, when you get a really long dev blog, this is great because we're going to talk about all the new stuff that's going to happen in the game. And no. No. No, it was kind of disappointing. It Not to, like... I understand the need for it. Uh, and I, you know, CCP Rattati, for all the flack that he's caught over the last couple of years, uh, I feel like has still got a, a a good head on his shoulders about the whole thing. But this was nothing. This was, it was a whole lot of, this is what we've done. Cool. Congratulations. Anybody who plays the game knows what they've been up to. So um there's not really a whole lot else going on in here uh there was a shout out for me which is cool which was uh, nice i did appreciate the fact that I they did mentioned too. that you guys were the first to put holy roman empire which turbo yes. feet of glory is obviously a part of was the first yeah. alliance to put any kind of skin on a structure and they had a picture yeah. of it there it is it's it goes with the it goes with the show theme today yeah know? it was cool super side. cool nice. uh and then we lost it almost immediately because Evermark's uh, it's way too expensive to uh, for a group my size to keep their their structures skinned. So sucks. Go. But what are you gonna do? You know, you guys just got to run more Evermark's missions, right? You know, yeah. like us. Yeah. Not everybody can be like Karma Fleet and have sixty million Evermark's in the bank. Uh -huh. It's trash. So okay. they talked about uh, like a handful of things in here that I thought were interesting. And I think the, one of the first things was that they noticed a significant uptick in the number of people joining corporations. And I mean, I, I appreciate that. And that's, that's a good thing. Uh, 
But I don't know whether that's because people are coming back to the game or they're starting the game or because of anything that they did in here, you know? And I, I, my biggest issue with this whole thing was like, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with the whole, let's pat ourselves on the back and remind everybody what we did. But when you see a, like a, a developer, when they, when they roll these things out and they call them like game director's letter, Viridian and beyond, everybody wants to hear about the beyond. What's the beyond? What are the, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? What's going to happen next? What's, what's next? And the, the entire next, they looked ahead to fan fest. Okay. That's a player event. That has nothing to do with what's in the game. What's going to be in the game. They looked mm-hmm. along to the Alliance tournament. Again, that's a player event. It's not anything that's going to be added to the game. And, and then, so they get in here and they, they, they show, here's the roadmap. And the roadmap is literally nothing that we haven't seen before. All they did was add delivered to a couple of these things that they had on there before. And I'm pretty sure this is the, they put the Eve beta, the, the Excel thing on twice now. I guess yeah. they want double credit for it. But live event, live event, live event, live event, some PVE shit and something we know nothing about. Yeah, well, like, I, think, I think what's most disappointing about it too is that the um, the graphics for the, the uh, timeline... I think I've gotten better, but there's just less there. Uh, somebody mentioned earlier um, in one of the discords that we've lost like seven uh, annual or like, you know, periodic uh, events that happen throughout the year. Uh, some of these, you know, the just the regular events uh, that they're just not doing anymore uh, on top of, you know, a a, a general lack of discussion about any kind of content coming up it just makes the whole letter feel like it i i I said going through the motions earlier and it does feel a lot like that like this this is a check the box kind of thing and i at least you know what what i expect they expect us to do because we've been critical on the show over a number of years about communication especially you know when they were going through their phase of not selling anybody anything about anything ever yeah and then they started doing more of the talking but this, this to me, I have to, I have to give Rattati and the team credit. This is a masterful example of writing a ton of stuff that tells people things they already know in yeah. a way that makes them feel, oh, this is nice. Look at all this stuff we did. But everybody's looking for what's next and like trying to tease out if there's any kind of information in here that's interesting or new, and there really wasn't. So I guess. Good job. You didn't make any mistakes. Nobody's going to get mad over this. Like I, I can't, I can't even really work up a lather about it because it's like, okay, they wrote this. They didn't say anything new. They didn't really say anything that was bad or wrong. So I can't get mad at them, but man, I wish it just, it's, it feels like a missed opportunity. I wish we could have gotten a little bit more of an idea of what they're planning for November. Yeah. Because I think players would be happy if they heard, Hey, there's stuff coming. And here's where kind of where we're looking at going and we're trying to get there, but they never really, that plane never really landed. The one thing I will say on another note, they mentioned in here that, that more people are joining corporations and stuff. And I will say it does feel like, and I want to find out from you guys, if you're, if you're noticing that in the wormholes, it does feel like more people are coming back that left. Like our old friends are coming back that left and we're seeing an uptick in the number of new people coming in. And I, if you just look at Reddit, and I don't, I hate using Reddit as a guide for anything, but if you look at Reddit, you've got like a dozen, one, you know, uh, 
How do I start Eve? Am I playing Eve right? Questions about bubbles, which is like, I mean, everybody knows what the fuck. What is cluster shutdown? Really? Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, need advice on starting over. And then you look, you, know, you keep scrolling and it's the same stuff. You know, it's, it's, are there folks that mine for a living is a question. And then getting back in and looking for a corp and new player here died mining, returning player cap question. I mean, it's just, Every other post on our Eve right now is about some new player thing or some returning player thing. And that's not a bad thing. I like it. It's good. It means yeah. that it tells me that people are, uh, you know, ready to go and that they're interested and they're back playing the game. And so I think that's interesting. And maybe that maybe that's a sign of something good. But anyway, that's enough of me talking. I want to hear from you wormholer guys. So I'm just going to sit back and have a drink and let Mark take over. Sure. I, I suspect while we're on the subject, I suspect that a lot of the the numbers uh, going up is more alts than anything else. Um, people find it easier to commit money uh, or time to the game if they think the game is halfway decent. Uh, so if they're, I think it's you know there's a cycle of that happening where people are just you know subbing more alts. Um, but I mean it, you know there's somebody who said about that too. Just to shout out another one of our homies, specific Alduin uh, from Hard Knocks. Uh, was AFK for a while uh, and periodically would message me and ask if the game was decent again. And every so often I'd be like, ah, we're working on it. And then not too long ago, he joined Cyrus's Corp again and came back to the game. So it's anecdotal, but I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe that's something. So anyway, so let's talk about heavy armor. So I wanted to like, the reason I wanted to have this conversation in the first place and bring you guys on here is because you know we're kind of we're, we're starting to get into the swing of a CSM campaign and one of the things I've talked a lot about over the last couple of years is uh faxes and triage in wormhole space and I think what people don't realize is that the way that we use triage is a lot different than the way that null suckers in general use triage um and Ignore my you guys cat. don't use them to rep your ships. No, we, 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 we uh, yeah, to be fair, but the application Stay is different. Asking. Yeah, oh, I mean, right, okay, I got let's, put to, let's put it to you like this the um, you know, I don't know what the, the average cost of a null sec fax is. Uh, Cyrus, what's the most, I think, what would you say the averages of a fax that you guys have had on field over the last couple of months? Um, anywhere from 10 to 90 bill. Depends yeah. on who we're fighting, where we are. Are these uh, fucking Dagons? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, it was a lift. The last lift I lost wow. was about 90 bill. Why? So let's let's take it. Let's take before we answer the question of why does it need to be that way, let's talk very briefly about when people say heavy armor, what people are talking about, you know, so much of, of Nullsec fighting is is um projection gameplay right and that was one of the biggest arguments about like munins um and these you know other other ships that had uh you know one of the biggest complaints people have about like rokes uh because of you know being able to plink at each other from crazy distances across a grid uh and that's not generally done in wormhole space uh why i'll ask you both this question why do you think it is um more frequent for groups to engage in brawl. I mean, I think I know what the answer is groups to engage in brawling than in the kind of range gameplay you see in, in, in null sec. Um, I guess, Victor, you go first. I already talked. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like it's simple. Like uh, in wormholes, we're talking about pretty small numbers, right? And because of the isolated nature of wormholes, typically fights don't get escalated on by by any third parties. And if I bring like thirty, you know, like very blingy slave, uh, sorry, uh, amulet lashax, uh, and you bring like some kaidi range comp, you're simply not gonna break my lashax on the fax traps, right? And I can sit and bash your structure all day. You can blink away, but the only way you can kill me really is to bring your own brawly ships and come in close and brawl, right? So right. that's kind of about how it started. And now it's basically the tradition almost, right? Like uh, the verbal almost fight each other, they just brawl. Well, and uh, I have on to... the screen a null sec fax. Yeah. And that's it runs right. out at about seven bill. Yeah. At that's our, our goal with faxes is, is they're, de they're designed to soak up bullets so the Titans don't die. So they're supposed to be cheap. They should be a lot cheaper than that. We used to be able to get them under three billion, but not anymore. Anyway, it would be nice if they were a lot cheaper than that. The other thing right? too about speaking of 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 before we get away from it, speaking of what you said, Vic. The other thing too is that when you jump through a wormhole, you're at zero. I mean, there's there unless somebody is setting up a, like if you, unless somebody is at range already, very infrequently I think you're going to see groups uh, like willingly engage another group that's like at sixty. Or at seventy off a hole, uh, unless they think that they can close the distance without feeding, right? So, um, when we've talked in the past about heavy armor, and this is the reason why this comes up whenever we talk about triage, is there was a a meta for the longest time of the, they called you know this this sort of peak uh, high end tier uh, wormhole fighting uh, between a lot of these larger groups in C five space and C six space where groups would field large groups of armor battleships, armor uh, command ships, um, you know, armor battle cruisers. What and kind of then... armor battleships were you guys flying? Uh, I mean, depends on the era, but uh, in the last three to four years, it's mainly been Lashaks. I mean, of course, during the Paladin era, everybody was flying Paladins or yeah. Golems if they were fighting shields just because Marauders were busted, but... Other than that, Lashaks, you've got your utility battleships like Balgorns and Vindicators. And sometimes you have people throwing wild cards with, I don't know, Ardy Abaddons or whatever. But TFIs. Uh, TFIs. The old Ardy Abaddons, yeah. those were fun. Yeah. We used those for a little while. And, and it, the, uh, the, no, no, that's the, the. I'm just going to pop in with questions. So do You're with fine. It. It's good. It's, it's fine. You, what, so what you would have is you'd have these two fleets engaging you know, on, at, on top of each other and both sides would bring triage. Um, and, you know, you, you do that for a bunch of different reasons. One, you can limit the amount of mass, right? Everything in wormhole space is about uh, mass efficiency, right? How much DPS can you get through a hole um, before, you know, to compare to the other guy, right? So you're trying to fit as much DPS through with the mass that you're, you have allowed and the numbers you have available. And then, you know, at the very end, when you're about to roll the hole or crit it, uh, you would jump the triage through. So you have that through on top of everything else. You get in, you get on grid, and then you fight. Um, so you guys but, would bring triage in on an, on an, like an eviction or, an, or as an attacker. You guys would bring. Not just on an eviction. No, not. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Because having the triage there limits your the numbers that you have to commit to logi right you would you rather have a single pilot in a an apostle right or 12 pilots and guardians yeah so i guess the question then became what did what happened to triage because it's not as frequently seen anymore there are a couple of groups who do it 
Cyrus, Vic, your guys' group feels triage pretty frequently. Um, other groups like Hawks will 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 field triage with with some frequency. But outside of that, it's not seen so often. And I I just for the sake of you know having discussion about it, what changed with uh faxes that they're not seen so frequently anymore? Yeah, so the main thing that changed is at some point CCP decided to, uh, like we used to use um, injector wrap faxes, we call them, right? So we use mainly Nasus with all the mill slot, mill slots filled with gap injectors, right? And this allowed you, because uh, wormal fights tend to be very heavy on uh, newts, you'd have a lot of ball gardens, you know, ships like that. So this allowed you to, even under full newt pressure, to still repair, because you could activate your uh, gap injector and your remote repair or local wrap on the same game tick, basically, right? And it would still go off, right? So um, at some point, CCP decided to, to remove the uh, ability for uh, faxes to uh, have more than one, I think, um, capital cap injectors, right? And this basically made that strategy impossible. And um, yeah, like at that point, uh, people figured out that faxes are, you can still use them, right? But like Cyrus said before, right? Like he lost a 90 bill fax. Like at this point, you need to blink them, like officer miles, everything, right? So they recharge enough to like, be able to still repair under very heavy new pressure. Mm. Most groups just don't have the money or don't think it's worth the risk to fill the nine to build facts on an average fight, right? So that's right. the problem right now. So what you you mentioned region faxes, Cyrus, and, and and I'll just have you explain this one because you're sort of the uh, the the local expert uh, on the issue. What is region when people talk about region faxes versus injector faxes? What are they talking about? So we'll start with what we had before. So injector faxes, like Victor said, is you'd have your mid slots filled up with cap injectors and using cap injectors and good timing, you could either run your remote reps or your local reps. Uh, with regen faxes, the entire point or what you're getting all your cap from cap regen. And usually that's done either by filling the low slots with cap regen, if it's a shield fax or the mid slots, if it's an armor fax. And the whole point is just to have enough regen to one, be able to rep yourself and or the fleet, and two, be able to withstand the new pressure from the enemy fleet. Now, the difference between those is that injector faxes had less um, sustained power than regen faxes. So because you're limited by the cycle time and the reload time of your cap injectors, your maximum rep output was capped by how fast that could those mods could cycle. Whereas regen faxes have stronger output, both locally and, and outgoing, but as soon as they're capped out to zero, it's over. You can't do anything. Right. So, And there's something to be said too, I feel like we've, we have talked about this internally before about the skill ceiling of both types of, of, of this kind of gameplay, right? Where uh, regen faxes, for better or worse, it is, you still have to do all the, you know, the 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 motions going through the motions of repping the fleet right of being aware when people are being primary of, of following broadcasts but beyond that and making sure that you're running your own reps and managing heat um there's not a whole lot else to do because you don't have to manage your own cap the cap just regions what it's going to be and if it's you know if, if you get past a certain point and it's not regening any, enough anymore you shit a luck right whereas with injector faxes that was not in the case victor and if I recall correctly, I feel bad for you guys because my, if I recall, and I was on the CSM when all the stuff was going down, I, I, I'm pretty sure the whole reason why they, why CCP nerfed adding the three cap boosters on, on a ship was all because of triple Ancel 
Rourke walls. That was the thing. But I guess instead of just making it just about, you know, ancillary shield boosters, they turned it into everything. And that, that kind of screwed you guys. Well, yeah. Whereas what, yeah, yeah. Once again, wormholes become collateral damage to a null sec problem. Why they were trying to fix. What I always heard was that they were nerfed uh, because they didn't want triage to be able to cap back up to jump cap so easily uh, after dropping uh, since you could effectively I mean, with a full rack of, of injectors, you can get back to jump cap uh, really, really quickly. Right. So you could, you could jump out pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that is to, to Vic's point and Cyrus mentioned this as well. There's a difference in the amount of uh, money that you have to put into a region fax, like some of these kind of, you know, apex triage that we've seen more recently compared to injector faxes, which can be relatively inexpensive for what they are uh, because you can just, you know, you can compensate uh, for skill. Well, compensate for money with skill and, uh, you know, uh, quick, quick reaction times uh, on your, on your boosters. Right. So, so let me ask you guys this. So when it comes down to it, like it sounds, I mean, these, these, these battles seem, if you're bringing triage in, they seem very stationary. Is that really how, is this just like a a prize fight where you got two heavyweights just standing there punching each other in the face till it's over? Is that how it is? Like, do you guys do any type stuff or? It's different, right? Because I think Nolsec fights are very much about maneuvering and positioning, right? Whereas Wormel Space fight, positioning has a huge, huge part as well, of course. Uh, but I think the main aspect there is like proper utilization of EWAR. Like people are multi-boxing, triple-boxing, different roles of ships. EWAR ships have a huge impact, right? The nuding ships have a huge impact. And it's not just like shooting each other, right? And just kind of like who punches harder wins. It's very much this game of choosing the proper targets. These, these brawls can last for up to an hour, right? Like usually. Yeah. Um, and whoever kind of like executes their comp better wins, if that makes sense. Um, instead of positioning, right? If that makes sense. It's like, it's yeah. less about, you know, at least in NullSec fights, it tends to be which FC makes the fewest mistakes. And it sounds like for you guys, it's more about who plans better in, in the beginning and, and who can get their who yeah. can get, who can get their guys there in the right place. And, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think um, the individual players matter a lot more as well, uh, to some extent, right? Like, uh, it's not just DFC making the calls. I think um, and the high end of the Shack meta we would have in like maybe 30 people on comps, we would have like five different anchors, you know, three or four different shot colors, because we'd have three or four different uh, wings for like different uh, damage, right? Different targets, uh, right? Like, uh, I don't know, 10 E warships, stuff like that, right? So, so it's a lot more complicated of a fleet instead of feeling like, you know, I don't know, 50 mutants and, and 20 scimitars. I got to give you guys credit because I'll tell you this right now. In an LSEC fight, if you had, if we knew that one of the faxes on grid had was a 90-bill fax that was full of purple stuff, that's all anybody would shoot at. How do you guys, how do you get these guys to, to pay attention and do the right thing? Because I can't, I can imagine if you're fielding a 90 billion-esque lift or something, that thing is so brick tank that nobody, you could, you could have 40, 50 battleships shooting at it. It's not going to die. So how, how do you many, keep guys from doing stupid shit? Yeah, Cyrus, <laughs> how many how many Balgorns did your uh, did your lift tank the other day? Um, it started off with twelve, just doing okay. Jesus. Then they brought two more, and <laughs> uh, slowly over about half an hour, uh, they took it down. But uh, they didn't even need to really shoot it, honestly. Once you have fourteen Balgorns on it, the cap eventually just went to zero. But to answer your question, uh, Brisk, uh, the facts that mark is talking about i think it was tanking 80 cold so 40 less 
Yeah. So, but it's, it's a, it's, it's not just about like when you're engaging like that, you are assuming like you, it, it becomes a question of who can kill who faster. Right. Because if you immediately go for the triage, what that means is that the the other side's going to whittle you down. They're going right. to hit your they're going to hit your damage and then and you, knock those you, guys out. You have to be you know focused on. Um, it, it, there's I, I guess this I, this is a, a good question for you guys too. In in the in in terms of schools of thought, right? Is it better to go for the triage first or wait until um, you know you've you've cleared DPS, you clear some of these support ships? Um, or is it just a matter of Bushido, right? Don't go for the triage until everything else is dead. I think of both in a way, right? I think in general, usually it's not the best call to go for the triage first. Of course, it depends on how the triage is fit. Um, I've personally have seen quite a few fights where I knew that I could kill the triage whenever I wanted, but I decided not to, right? Because killing their ships and having a longer fight is more fun. So yeah, sometimes there is a bit of Bushido. Mm -hmm. I think in the current meta, right, with these region faxes, unless you have the nude pressure to cap the triage out, it's almost always a better call to just kill their fleet. And once the triage is left on his own, you figure out a way to kill him uh, at that point. Yeah. So that's something else we've talked about before in the past too. And this is something that gets brought up every so often is this idea of uh, combat refitting for triage. Um, and the ability for triage to refit um, their ship, you know, while they are in the process of repping ships that have weapons timers, which you can't do currently, right? If you rep a ship that has a weapons timer, it gives you a timer and you can't refit while you've got a timer, right? Uh, but there was a time previously back during the age of uh, triage carriers where that was the case. What is appealing uh for you know groups who are engaging in these kind of fights uh for you know the ability to do something like that so the nice thing about that era was you you had well, i think it, i should start off with some of the negatives of today's regen faxes mm -hmm. um if you don't have enough new pressure you will not stop the fax from repping whereas in, during the inject era if you could get the fax to zero and you could force mistakes from the fax pilot. Either you fake a primary or you make him miss an inject cycle. You could force errors and kill ships. During this regen era, it's a lot harder to force those mistakes because he doesn't have to time things properly. And then if you go back to the triage carrier era, they were a lot weaker, both in terms of tank and cap than today's faxes. And you could force mistakes by either making him think the fax pilot or the, I guess, triage carrier pilot that he's going to be the primary. So he would refit for, let's say, tank so that he can tank the incoming DPS. And then all of a sudden he becomes the new primary and he doesn't have the regen to handle incoming damage or he doesn't have the regen to start repping his fleet or vice versa. You have him fit for regen because he thinks that the fleet is in danger and then you focus on him and he doesn't have the tank to tank anymore. So during that era, even though even if you didn't have, let's say, the nuke pressure, you could still force mistakes based on how well he could read the fight and how well he could refit accordingly. Right. Um, you don't have that anymore. Injector faxes were a nice, I guess, uh, similarity to that kind of mind games that you had to play with the fax pilot, but we don't have that now either. You just have a binary. Can you nude out the fax? Yes, no. Do you have enough DPS to break through fax reps? Yes, no. 
if both those questions, if the answer to both those questions are no, then you've got very few solutions left. So, I mean, it sounds to me like the bad part is, is the, the answer to both of those situations is bring more people, which is not something you guys like to hear, right? Because well, that's, that's obviously a limiting factor. And a lot of times you can't, I mean, that's what you, I mean. That you can't right. like trying to get somebody, trying to get the, you know, the ships in, trying to get the guys in. If you don't have a hole with enough mass, you're, you're not going to be able to do it. And then right. there's no, no situation where you can take that fight because you're not going to win. Right. Correct. And that sucks to, to Cyrus's point. That was the, that was the difference, right? Where in days gone by, you could force mistakes from a triage pilot um, because the triage pilot had to have a certain level of skill to be able to work effectively. Right. And, and that is not no longer the case because um, you know, he's right. It is just, it's a binary. Either you can break the facts reps break the facts reps, or you can do that the facts. And if you can't do either of those things, then the facts is you, you just have to either disengage or, you know, find another way to win, uh, which brings, it brings us back a little bit to um, another thing that's kind of more prevalent. One of the things you can do to, you know, deal with triage reps is to move something out of triage range. Uh, Cyrus, what is, what is it? What is, what's the current Boosh metal like in wormhole space? Asking for a friend. A lot of people really like a technique known as spear fishing or hooking. Uh, in those or in that technique, you use two command destroyers with uh, uh, what is it called? Micro jump field generators. Mm -hmm. You activate the first one to get the two destroyers into range of a target, be it, you know, either the enemy's Logi or the enemy's DPS or whatever, a target you want to kill. And you activate the second command destroyer such that a second or two after the first one goes off and you've landed at your target, the second command destroyer also act, uh, finishes cycling its mod. And now the target is 100 kilometers away from where it was before. And if your Boosh pilot is good and he knows how to aim, aim his command destroyers, uh, that ship is going to end up in the middle of your fleet, uh, 100 kilometers away from the triage. That's and that, I love the fact that that is part of your guys' meta now because that was my bread and butter when I started flying in Nullsec. We we used to do, uh, we called it we called it uh, uh, snatch, and mm -hmm. we would do that stuff all the time. And I mean, if you look at my killboard, I think the number two or three ship on my killboard still is the Magus. I haven't flown a Magus in five years. But we did so many freaking snatch fleets that we would grab guys and do all that kind of stuff. It was just so it's so much fun, and it's so freaking annoying for the people that are getting uh, spearfish that they just it's 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 crazy. So I'm glad that that's a thing. But I mean, you can do that once or twice, but there are ways around it. Like you can have everybody in the fleet scram each other. If they're not moving around, then you're not going to get boosted. But I, I so my big question here on this are so you, the facts the facts is sound overpowered or at least. They kind of seem to be the, the make or break in these fights. How many faxes typically do you need per, you know, number of subcaps to be able to to stay on grid? Because, I mean, I would think even I, I, just the way that we fit ours, you have maybe two or three remote reps on a fax, and that that's good for two or three ships at a time. You know, how many of these are you guys fielding typically, and how, how are these triage guys able to keep up? It's uh, just one fax usually, right? Um, it's also like you're limited to almost three capital ships per high-cost wormhole. Okay. And uh, I mean, traditionally, back in the day, it used to be one fax, two dreadnoughts, right? And the rest, sub-capital ships. 
nowadays people will bring maybe one fax and rest battleships, right? Um, but yeah, tradition like typically one fax is enough to to repair your whole fleet. Two is is, wow. is overkill. There's no point in bringing two. So do you, do you, are you bringing any other, like any guardians or any other kind of, of, of logic? Or are you just, is it just straight up the facts is it? And everybody else is in DPS. Uh, yeah, it depends, right? It changes. People have different comps. It's changed over time, right? With different metas and, and, and different balance patches. I think at the moment, some people would like to bring like a few extra nesters just to have like a little bit of extra reps, right? Or maybe to wrap against like spark bomb damage and stuff, right? Guardians are very popular, but they will fit them with just remote capacitor, right? Because a lot of the ships that people use now require your cap, yeah, right? Like tracks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're right? going to need yeah. cap transfer. Yep, got it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is, um, like you were saying, you may need multiple triage. One triage is enough, but again, because of this regen error, there's almost like this break point where if you don't spend enough, then the triage is almost on it's a like a it's like on a timer. Like either it's going to run out of cap or it's just going to die. And then once you've passed that threshold, then the fax is an extremely durable target that's going to stand up to the pressure that you're going to put it up to. So here, I want to take one step back real quick because we're since we're talking about heavy armor, the question then becomes why heavy armor? Like what's the appeal of armor over like a heavy shield fleet? And we've seen heavy shield fleets in the past. Fleets of Barghests, fleets of Scorp navies. Um, even more recently, we've seen fleets of Golems. Um, you know, rest in peace, Marauder Meta, uh, or rest in piss. Rest rather. in piss, I would say. Rest in piss, rest in piss. Right. Yes, of course. Thank you. So, what what was the appeal back in the e, you know days gone by? Uh, it's got to be of... cap, right? Is it cap? Yeah, it's a multitude no, it's of things, right? Uh, okay. As well, as well. So, uh, yeah, like, um, you don't require cap to keep uh, armor up, but also armor comes typically get a lot of uh, E-War mid-slots, right, which are very useful. And back in the day, you didn't have the, the shield amulets, right? You didn't have the Nirvanas. Right. So you wanted more tank, right? So you only could go uh, armor with amulets. Hmm. That's true. Got it. I mean, that makes I, sense. I, there is something to be said, too, as well, since we're talking about, you know, there are plenty of heavy armor fights, uh, that that happen nowadays that don't have triage on grid, you know, since a lot of groups will, you know, don't feel like it's worth it to drop 30 bill in a fax on a fight that they, you know, they don't feel confident about or don't feel um, there's enough pressure for them to, 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 to feel something like that. Or they just don't think it has good replacement value. Um, so groups will bring a lot of, uh, you know, we, we mentioned earlier 12 guardians, right. Or, or, or four cap cap guardians and a bunch of nesters. Uh, there isn't a shield battleship replacement for the nester, um, which is problematic, right? So, what does that do to you know uh, heavy armor fleets compared to heavy shield fleets at, at, at the at the the apex level? If you were to take triage out of it entirely, what difference does that by itself make? It's a, it's a pretty big difference, right? Like in, in general, when you're that limited on the amount of uh, ships you can bring, the amount of characters, you just want to maximize the stats on every possible ship. And like Nesters with Cap Guardians are simply a lot more efficient than uh, the Basilisks as far as reps per minute goes. I still think that a, a big limiting factor in, in shield comms right now is still, even with Nirvana's their buffer, is just a little bit too low in uh, in Wormholes outside of Pulsars for the real big fights, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, generally speaking, yeah, it's a it's a big factor. Yeah. So, and you guys all—I mean—that's the other thing that I keep in mind that I think is—it's weird for the for the NullSec audience. Like, 
you guys all pick the your your home holes based on the wormhole effects in there, right? What do you tip? Is it all pulsars? Is that what everybody wants, or what, what's the what's the meta now for where you live? I know Cyrus. Um, why did you guys move into Zion? Politics is the oh, short then, answer. Say, oh, then, it was, <laughs> then it was free. Uh, um, I mean, every group has different tastes, I guess you could say, on what they like. I mean, if I want to go over it briefly, there's six different types of wormholes. There's the vanillas, which have no effect, like every system in K-space other than, you know, the ones with weather. And then there's pulsars that give a bonus to shields and a malice to armor. Wolf riots, which is what we live in, that's bonus to armor, malice to shield. You've got a cataclysmic variable that gives a bonus to remote reps and a malice to local. Uh, black holes that make things go fast, makes it hard to slow down and missiles are stronger. And you've got magnetars which increase damage but reduce application and red giants that make uh explosions bigger and overheating very dangerous to put it mildly yes um and honestly people will just pick holes based on what their corp culture is the most the holes that everybody seems to love are obviously red giants but some groups are weird and different and they choose as they options. should as they should thank you <laughs> I, but it makes a difference, right? When you're talking about let's, this, this is actually a good point to, to bring up too. So when we talk about fights in the difference between how fights happen between wormhole space and case space, right? Case space fights happen usually because there is a target, right? There is, there's some, some asset in space that has been targeted uh, that becomes an objective and then two groups will, will, you know, a group will try and kill the target or engage the target, whether that target is a, um, you know, a super outratting, whether it's a work with a mining fleet or whatever, there's a target somewhere and two groups will engage on the target. They'll come from wherever they want to come from. They'll jump down their Anzaplex networks and they'll get to where they want to be. Right. <clears throat> where as hey, you found the facts, look at that. So I found, uh, so the guys linked the facts. I mean, I got to say Cyrus, you have some big brass balls, my friend. This is fucking great. Like the idea of throwing a 30 bill fax in covered in purple. This is one of the regen fax fits that that is badass. I, I love it. Yeah. Fax is pretty gangster. Did you ever get those purples back by the way? They were selling back to you. You're muted by the way. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. um, they sold me back the, the, the reps. Uh, I believe only one or two of the lows dropped and they did sell those back to me. So right. I'm happy because the, at the end of the day, uh, building that, the price is not the issue. It's the availability of the mods. If I can't find the mods, I can't build it. Yeah. Um, but for some context, uh, we were fighting two separate groups that, you know, they were going to team up to fight us and they outnumbered us. So I said, well, Either we can say, sorry, can't fight, or we could uh, pull out all the stops and see if we can make something happen. So he said, fuck it. Let's make something happen. Yeah. And I guess that's the difference, right? Is that when, when we were talking about groups that engage each other, a lot of times wormhole fights happen because of proximity, right? If you roll into somebody or you're connected through a chain that doesn't have too many jumps to somebody, you're, you're not obligated to fight, but people will give you a weird look if you don't. So, like in this situation, those two groups were were they connected to each Jesus, other? Look at how many Balgorns they brought. I yeah, mean, it was a lot of Balgorns. Dear man. Lord. Yeah, so those two groups they actually shared a, a C five mutually. So both of their both of those groups live in 
low-class wormholes that have a C5 static. And it just so happened that the C5 system that uh, we fought in was connected to both of their homes. So we said, okay, well, we're connected to that C5. You guys can both come out of your homes into that C5 and we'll have a fight. And the rest yeah, is I mean, on, they the, on the screen right now. Many- Balgorns as they brought DPS. That's nuts. Like, yeah, I, mean, I guess that's that's if that's the meta, you got to do it right. That's crazy. This is yeah. not related, related to anything that we're talking about right now, Brisk. But go back to the uh, the BR real quick and pull up the widow, not the widow, sorry, the marshal that was killed on the uh, on the Cindy side. Let me see if I can get. You want to talk about gangsters? This one was pretty cool. I'll go back. You you clicked it wrong. Go back. Click the image. You yeah, have to click the yeah the ship itself. That's crazy. There you go. Yeah, yeah, look at that guy. Thirty billion is Marshall. Yeah, oh yeah. All officer smart bombs. I wonder if he got it from that guy in high sec. This is no, no. Those were oh, all different. Uh, legit These are smart bombs. bombs. These are legit. That's crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely. And everything else abyssal too. So you know flat out that you know with all the abyssals on here that that was way more than a thirty billion is Marshall. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, so you guys got two guys with giant. I mean, you got more than one guy with giant balls and uh, and and Cindy. I, I love it. It's great. The, but that's awesome. that's the, that's the money. That's the that's the. I mean, you don't die. You, you can't take it with you, right? Right. Uh, exactly. That's my philosophy. So what's the point you, of having these ships if you're not going to use them? Why are you going to bling them out if you're never going to take them out of your freaking undock? That's ridiculous. Honestly, seriously, do it. So the the question then becomes when when you're talking about these groups engaging and i i know i've been i've been making this point for like five minutes it so much of it has to do with how how close you are to each other right are you going to take a, are you going to take triage six jumps down chain to fight somebody or are you going to try and stay locally right and does it matter does the does the price of it make a difference when you're moving a fleet that big down a chain that you're not sure about how much mass there is along the way right so i guess i guess my question for you two is and this is maybe more of a Cyrus thing. Does it matter to you when you're talking about taking a fight, not just the the weather, the hole in between you, but how much you know, or I guess rather, how much do you know before you jump into a wormhole about the condition of the hole, who's in there, who may be, who who all might be connected, who all is down chain, the works. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, so short answer that facts. I had to jump it th- through three different wormholes to get it to the fight, which I normally wouldn't do. Uh, and the reason for that is there's a certain amount of unknown and entropy when it comes to wormhole connections. Um, I guess I'll, again, quick crash course. Every wormhole has a set amount of mass that it spawns with, but it also has a plus minus 10% on how much mass it spawns with that's just randomly generated. Mm-hmm. Now, the only hole that you know... Um, I guess roughly has the mass of its type or roughly that you roughly know how much mass it has is your static because that's the hole that you roll anything after that you have no clue what's gone through that hole for example any of the holes in between our home and where that fight happened somebody could have moved a cap through there and we would never know because a single cap is not enough to affect the stability of a a extra large hole so if we miscalculate or we just don't know, right? We jump, let's say, three battleships through a hole, and all of a sudden it's destabbed or it goes crit, or we're like, well, shit, 
what do we do now? Like, we yeah. can't have this fight. Mm -hmm. So most groups try not to bring faxes more than one, maximum two jumps down a chain, just because once you get that far, there's just way too much unknown and your fleet gets stranded or it gets broken up and you, one, you don't have a fight. If you just brought subcaps, you probably would have been fine. Mm -hmm. And two, if it gets stuck in a sticky situation, you've got enough, no way to save that ship. Right. So would you say, so when you saw that this was a three jump minimum to get to the, to the, to the guy's holes that you're going to go fight it, was that, did you realize that was, I'm losing the ship. It's going to be a suicide run. Or did you, um, did you think there was a chance that you guys were going to get that out? I, I didn't go into it thinking we had zero chance to win. I'll put it that way. I knew it was going to be very tough because one, we had roughly speaking about 3 billion tons of mass to work with because that's the mass of any single wormhole connection. Those two groups had 3 billion mass each because each of them had a 3 billion mass connection to where we were going to fight. So I knew from the beginning we were dis at a disadvantage there, but if I told them, hey, you guys need to go through 3 billion to fight us, uh, I had a feeling that perhaps they would be less inclined to take the fight. And we were just like, fuck it, why not? Yeah. But we, we have a fax and a very good fax. I'm sure it'll see us. It's seen us through worse. Hopefully it'll see us through this one. Didn't do it this time. Oh, well. So there's... I, this, I know we're, we're coming up on time here, but I want to kind of bring it all back around because something else that is worth mentioning when we're talking about heavy armor and the amount of money, because we, we've talked so much about how expensive things are, right? How expensive triage is, how expensive these battleships, these battleship fleets can be, you know, the kind of resources that people are putting into their doctrines just to stay competitive because Victor made the point earlier whenever you are, whenever you're limited by mass, you're trying to be as, as, as not just as efficient in, in terms of how much, you know, how much mass you can move around, but what you can get out of it too, right? You want to get the most out of each ship. So when we're, when you talk about apex doctrines and these apex fights, that's what it means, right? You, you have this much amount of mass, you have to squeeze every little bit out of it that you can in order to take the best fight possible, knowing that there are, as you know, 50 different conditions that might, you know, affect what happens along the way, right? So considering how much force or like how much um, preparation has to go into it, how much foresight groups have to have, how much money has to be invested, is it worth saying, in your opinion, both of you, that this... I don't know, justifies the cost of blue loot in the year of our Lord 2023 uh, or, you know, is blue loot too, too expensive? What do you think, Cyrus? Um, I would say that the battle reports speak for themselves. Um, I don't want to, I guess, put down null sectors or anything because I've never lived there. I have no context onto the, the the day in the life of a null secker, but I can look at the BRs and the average ship on a null sec BR is like maximum 500 mil, usually around two to 300. And from what I've heard in terms of what it takes to make the money to build those ships or for a member or person, a line member there to build those, to acquire one of those ships, um, you know, if they were more, it would be more and more difficult and fleets wouldn't get so big. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you look at the wormhole BRs, 
the average ship is easily a billion, maybe two billion isk, and every member or every person of the org that's feeling those ships is doing it with a smile without too much stress on the ability for them to do it. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, but the only reason they're able to do that is because of the amount of income um, there is from Blue Loot. If Blue Loot income was lower, then most groups would be forced to make their doctrines cheaper because you, know, you can make an expensive doctrine that performs extremely well, but if only 10% of your membership can afford it, uh, you can't yeah. make a fleet with only 10% of your membership. Yeah. So the cost and the size and the composition of fleets and wormholes are a reflection of the income and wormholes. If those were, to, if the income was to go down, then the fleets would reflect that either because either by becoming cheaper or by becoming smaller, but it, we, it would be unsustainable to make those fleets happen with less blue load. Victor, do you I think, think the one thing that's, that's different for you guys. And I think, it's just by the nature of the space is you take the blue loot, you convert that into the S that you use to buy these very blingy ships. And then you go fight with them. And you know, a hundred million, a hundred billion S facts is, is the apex. Cause you guys don't have supers and tights. So for us, the thing is when, when null gets ISK generation buffed, we turn it into supers and Titans and you guys turn it into expensive, Capital yeah. ships like lifts, not really caps, but like expensive, expensive triage and expensive battle fleet, uh, battleship fleets. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Like that's the thing. And our whole goal is keep the keep the numbers as small as possible to make sure we have enough that we can get people in those ships. That our SRP programs, where we are, you know, paying guys back for PVPing, that they are able to be reimbursed in a way that it's not killing their wallets because they're not making as much money as you guys are. Right. So if anything, I would I would love to say I would love to say buff null sec wealth generation but the problem is we have different things to spend it on than you guys so we're i don't think we're ever going to get to a point where you're going to see null sec guys flying in billion-esque average ships because if our guys have that kind of isk they're going to be spending it on blingy super caps and, and titans and things like that rather than on blingy battleships, but I, which is a shame because I like flying blingy stuff. And if anybody knows, I, I die all the time and I'm always in, in crazy shit, which is one of the benefits that I have to being me because I'm going to get shot first. So at least if somebody's shooting me, I want them to feel like I killed Brisk. That was a good time. I love it when Brisk is on grid because he's going to die first and I won't, but then he's going to be in some blingy thing and they're going to shoot him anyway. It's kind of like part of the persona. It's fun. Yeah. But I just, you just don't see that, unfortunately, you know, in wormhole. So if we were, that's why I tease Mark and I I will tease you guys all the time about nerfing blue loot and things like that. But that's bullshit. I don't want to nerf you guys. There's no reason to do that. I like the fact that you guys are willing to throw away these ships that are, I mean, you're not really throwing them away, but you're willing to throw them into a fight that are that expensive. And we laugh. I mean, Asher and I were, were laughing about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. You know, you look at a wormhole BR and you guys lose 200 billion S, but it's only like 10 ships lost. That's cool. That's, I think that's fun. You know, I would much rather, you know, buff case base wealth generation so that we can go out there and do things like that right. uh, and make sure that people are not complaining so much that we have supers and Titans and we actually use them because God knows my super and my super has not undocked since last year. When we yeah. were doing stuff, uh, and and my titans are used for uh, jump uh, bridging. That's it. It sucks. Anyway. I I I think it's interesting that you know when we talk about you know these 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 kind of doctrines and how expensive things get. Do you, Vic, and and you you were at one point 
one of the FCs for the most, perhaps the most influential single group that has ever lived in wormhole space um, with maybe a single other exception. Do you feel like this sort of top tier, you know, apex maxed out, you know, in, in, end of the line kind of fighting is somehow baked into the DNA of wormhole space. Like, is this the, is this the platonic ideal of what this should be? Like, is this the, the end result of, of the conditions that, you know, wormhole space gives us like, you know, you, you have so many different factors you have, you know, you're, you're limited by mass on how much you can move around. You have this, this, this huge income source um, that, you know, groups will fight over and groups will, you know, fight fiercely to defend, um, you know, and you have people who move out here specifically because they are they, you know, either they want to try something different or they want to get away from a certain play style. Is this what it was always going to be? Like, is, is the, are these apex doctrines, this apex way of playing? Is this what, it, is, is this, is this it, I guess is, is the question. Like, is this, is this the, you know, was wormhole space always going to be this? I think so, right? I think that Wormal Space provides a unique, unique set of, of conditions, right? Where uh, you cannot really get escalated on. You're fairly isolated in fights, right? Uh, you're limited on numbers, et cetera, et cetera, that allow this kind of behavior where people feel comfortable dropping, you know, three or four billion X ships. Because if I lose my three or four billion X ship, I lost it in usually a relatively fair fight, right? And I risk someone like, you know, shadowing in 100 dudes and killing me. That's no fun, right? Um, whether I guess like the meta the way it is right now is actually the most ideal meta or whether everybody just kind of does it because everybody does it, it's hard to tell because people haven't really tried a lot of things other than brawling, right? When it comes to wormal fights, I think people have tried but very uh, in a very limited capacity. So I think it's also very much um I think wormal spaces is very tight community. Um because it's also a small community, right? There's relatively yeah. few players in wormal space. Everybody knows each other, really. All the groups know each other. All the players know each other. And um, all these brawls are also like, you know, why do we fight without an objective, right? In, in a way, you're fighting for, for honor. So we call them honor brawls, right? But like for, 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 yeah, like, you know, yes. you guys so want to fight. Who's and better? You guys want to know who's, yeah, the yeah. Better, who's got the better and, group? Who's got the better group? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, that, that, that's, that's good competition. I mean, so. and the other thing, too, is how much you can shit talk the other guy, right? Like, I, I don't yeah, want to dance part around of the fun, it. right? I mean, yeah. come on. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, guys, ladies and gentlemen, we have hit the end of the show. I would like to thank Victor and Cyrus for coming on and talking about this. This It's very interesting. And I think at least from our audience's perspective, and I know we had a lot of, a lot of guys from wormholes here today. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, This was very informative, very interesting for me. I'd be interested to hear from you guys at some other point when we want to talk about changes and things like that, where you think the facts meta needs to go. Like where, what, what should be done about it? We'll, we'll try to come back and do another show and talk about that type of stuff. I assume, you know, that'll be something that, that your CSM is going to want to talk about eventually on, on the show later. Right. Someday, maybe we talk to that guy. Yeah. We don't want to talk to that guy, but anyway. Uh-huh. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been the meta show for July the 29th, 2023. I'm Bruce Grubal joined alongside Mark Resurrectus, Cyrus Karush and Victor Fullman from Cindy. were here with us today. Uh, next week, we are taking the week off. I'm taking Mrs. Briss to a winery. We're going to have some fun. So we're going to have a, a weekend break in the summertime. We will see Goodness. you back the week after for the Meta Show. Thank you all for joining, and you stay classy, New Eden.